Our scripture lesson tonight comes from the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter eight verses, or chapter two, verses eight through twenty. This is the the Christmas story as told by the Gospel of Luke. But before I read that to you, I invite you to bow your heads and join me in prayer. Holy and gracious God, we come to you now with open hearts, hopeful to hear your word. We pray by the grace of your Spirit that the words we hear and the thoughts of our hearts will lead us to your will for all of us as your church and for each of us as your children. Dear God, we love you. We thank you for your love. Amen. So again, Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 8. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, if you were with us this morning, you know that for the first time since 2019, we brought back the nativity costumes. We haven't done that since before the pandemic. We, thanks to Vicki and a lot of wonderful volunteers, we cleaned all the costumes that we haven't worn in so long. We pressed them and put them out in the narthex so that all the children, when they came in for the nativity worship service, they could choose their own character to be a part of in the, the nativity play. There were crowns for all the kings, there were shepherds' crooks, there were angels' wings, there were everything you could think of so that all the children could choose, some of the adults too, by the way, could choose who they wanted to be in the nativity play. We had several different Marys, we had a whole constellation of stars, we didn't just have three kings, we had a whole royal family that came up front, and we had cows and donkeys and everything you could think of, the whole chancel was full of children, it was wonderful. The opportunity to choose who you wanted to be. I wish I had that opportunity when I was a child, but I grew up in a much smaller church, and for our nativity play, our uh, parts were assigned to us. And the most important parts, like Mary and Joseph, those were reserved for the older children, the, the children who had climbed the ladder of the nativity play, who had paid their dues and had finally gotten up to the point where they could be Mary and Joseph. Usually a fifth grade boy got to be Mary, a fifth grade girl got to be Joseph. There were Usually people who were chosen to be the three wise men, even though, believe it or not, I'm sorry, did I say that the wrong way? I'm glad you are paying attention. 
A fifth grade boy got to be Joseph. A fifth grade girl got to be Mary. I'm awake. Y'all are awake too. I'm glad you're with me. Three people got to be the wise, wise men, but believe it or not, even the Bible doesn't actually tell us how many wise people there were. We just think there were three because there are three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then there was one person that was always chosen to be the star because there was one star that the wise men followed. But if you didn't fall into one of those assigned parts, there weren't any other parts, any non-traditional parts in our nativity play. There were no innkeepers. There were no first lobsters. There were no door holder number threes or anything like that. We didn't have any of that. If you weren't given one of those assigned parts, you fell into one of two categories. You were either an angel or a shepherd. Those were your only choices. Now, I'll tell you, my mom always wanted me to be a shepherd, and that's because the shepherd costume was a lot easier than the angel costume. The angel costume had to be handmade. You had to cut out the cardboard wings and use glue and glitter to make the wings beautiful. You had to take either wire or some sort of coat hanger with tinsel and make the halo and either had to press the, the white choir robe so that you could look like an angel. But for a shepherd, you just sort of chose what was ever laying around the house. <laughs> you used your father's bathrobe to cover over your shoulders. You had a tea towel that you pulled out of the kitchen. You could use a branch from outside or maybe one of those tubes that come out of the wrapping paper. That when the wrapping paper is used, that was your staff. You used things like that. The, the angels and the shepherds could not be any more different from each other. And the same was true in the Gospel of Luke. The angels and the shepherds were so different from each other. The angels were these heavenly beings. We don't know exactly what we, they looked like, but we do know that the glory of the Lord shone round about them. We know that words like wonder and power and might and light, those are the words that describe the angels. We know they came suddenly out of nowhere and then disappeared suddenly out of nowhere all of a sudden, right in the middle of a normal, ordinary night, these angels came like a bolt of lightning. They were messengers of God. The shepherds were anything but that. The shepherds were very earthly creatures. They lived in the fields out with their sheep. They lived out there amongst the smelly cows and the smelly sheep. They were thought to be ritually unclean because they never could get into town to, to take care and clean themselves the way the priests had taught them to. They were the lowest of the low. They were the voiceless, the unknown, the unimportant. That's who the shepherds were then. And that's who the shepherds are now. Julianne and I were reading a little devotional book by a Christian author named Sheila Walsh, and she tells a story about a Christmas in her own home when she decided she was going to play a little trick on some of her guests who were coming to dinner. She was hosting a Christmas dinner, and out in front of her house, she had a, a little nativity set, a life-size nativity set, and she thought, I'll, I'll play a little trick on my guests. She said when she heard the guests were coming and almost there, she got her husband's bathrobe, and she went outside. She took her little fluffy dog with her and stood amongst the shepherds, no Knowing that when they walked up to her house and saw the nativity set, they would get quite the fright and get tickled by seeing their host standing out there as one of the shepherds. 
But to her surprise, no one noticed her. They all looked and saw the baby Jesus in the manger, and they thought, oh, this is a beautiful decoration, reminds us of the reason for the season, and then went right in the house. She was a shepherd, and she was completely ignored. That's who the shepherds are today, too. Those people in our world who are nameless and ignored, those are the shepherds. The people who are homeless and helpless, those are the shepherds. The people who are despised and rejected, those are the shepherds. The people who face racism and prejudice, those are the shepherds. The people who are voiceless, who are loveless, those are the shepherds. And it's to these people that God sends his angels. There, out in the middle of that field, out in the middle of this nowhere land to these nowhere people, God sends His angels from on high like a bolt of lightning and tells them that a child has been born. The one that they are waiting for. And this will be the sign the child will be born in a manger amongst animals just like you. And then just like that, the angels went away and these shepherds had to decide, what are we going to do? Are we going to go and see if these angels are telling us the truth or are we just going to stay here? out here amongst the sheep. So they girded up their courage and they went to Bethlehem to try to see if the angels were telling them the truth. And sure enough, right there, underneath that star, there was a baby born in a manger. A baby that everyone else was ignoring. A baby that was poor just like they were. A baby that was born among the animals just like they had been. And then suddenly something miraculous happened. These voiceless nobodies, these shepherds that nobody cared about, that nobody listened to, they found their voice. They took the message that the angels had told to them and they shared that message with Mary and with Joseph. This child is the Savior. This child is the one that we're waiting for. And then they sang glory to God. Maybe the same song that the angels had sung to them. These shepherds who had no voice, these shepherds who had no name, now had their own message to share. And that message transformed them. It gave them new life. And that message could give us new life too. There's no mistaking that this world that we live in needs some transforming once more. This world where bombs are dropping very close to where Jesus Himself was born. This world where people are fighting each other every single day. This world that seems to have forgotten all about the Prince of Peace. This world could be transformed by that message once more. But all of us gather here in this sanctuary waiting once again for angels to come from on high and announce that Christ is born. We sit in this sanctuary like shepherds waiting for those angels to come. And maybe the problem is we have chosen the wrong characters. Maybe right now, out there in that world around us, there are shepherds 
waiting to hear from us. Maybe right now, out there in the world around us, there are people who are hurting, who are in need, and they are waiting to hear the message of angels that has been given to you and me. They're waiting to hear that message through our thoughts, through our words, through our actions, by loving other people the way Jesus Christ taught us to. I don't know what Christmas uh, movies you all have watched over this past Christmas season, but I'm going to give you a new one that I want you to add to your list, along with Miracle on 34th and Elf and all those things. I want you to add Little Women to that list. If you ever remember, you remember that novel by Louisa May Alcott? The reason why I say that is if you ever read that novel, you know that the chapter 1 and chapter 2 start at Christmas time. The girls are all gathered together, getting ready for Christmas. Their father is off fighting in the Civil War. He was a chaplain in the Union Army. And the girls are lamenting because they can't get what they want for Christmas. They want Christmas so bad they have ideas in mind of what they want. Meg just wants something pretty to wear. And, and, and Beth, she would love a piece of music that she could play on the piano. And Amy, she just wants some colors that she could use to keep doing her artwork. Joe just wants to go off and fight in the war with her father. But then they know they need to just be happy with what they have. After all, they're poor just like everybody else and it's wartime. They need to just learn to be happy for what they have. In fact, they need to learn to pitch in and help out and so that's what they do. On Christmas morning, they get up early to set the breakfast table because they do have wonderful food and wonderful breakfast to eat that Marmy has prepared for them. They get up early and start setting that beautiful table with biscuits and with buckwheat cream and with all kinds of wonderful food, uh, chestnuts and, and oranges and all kinds of wonderful things that they could not wait to eat. They had the table all set waiting for Marmy to come down and wake up on Christmas morning. But just then, Marmy bursts in from the outside door. She's already been up. She's already been out that Christmas morning. She's gone over the hill because she learned there's another family, just a, over the hill, the Hummel family, and they're in desperate straits on this Christmas morning. They're an immigrant family from Germany. It's a single mother with six children. She has absolutely no food to give them on this Christmas day. So Marmy looks at her girls and said, girls, I know this is your Christmas breakfast, but will you make your Christmas breakfast a Christmas gift to the Hummels? And Joe says, well, I guess it's good we didn't start without you. And they start wrapping up those food, wrapping up those biscuits, wrapping up that cream of wheat, wrapping up everything, and they take it over the hill to the Hummels' house. They knock on the door and open the door wide and all the girls come in and set the table before those six poor children and their mother. And as they walk in one by one, the mother's eyes open wide and you know what she says? God has sent us angels for Christmas. The girls had never been called angels before. I wonder if you've ever been called an angel before. But on this Christmas night, the message of angels is our message. The people in the world need to hear it. We are called not to remain shepherds, but to remain shepherds with a message to share. 
to go out into this world on this Christmas night, this world that needs to be transformed and be angels for those people around us in need. You've never seen an angel before? Look around you. It's anyone who has a message of God to share. And what is that message? For unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given, and authority will rest upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's the message of angels. That's the message of shepherds. That's the message of you and me. Merry Christmas. Amen.